Boca Negro Club is hosting its seventh masquerade this Saturday in Los Angeles. And it's actually surprising to me how fast we've grown given the current uh, landscape of the world um, and the current landscape of the livestock community as a whole, at least in California and America. Prices to go to swinger clubs for couples are usually around, you know, 30 to 60, you know, around there, maybe 70, maybe 80 max for special holidays or special occasions. It's not common to see ticket prices above 100 or 150. Meanwhile, Boca Negra Club charges 300 per couple. In this episode, I want to talk about why that that's the case um, and hopefully persuade you to take a chance at perhaps spending a little bit more for a better experience, a more memorable experience, like you would if you wanted to go to a fancy restaurant to celebrate something or just to try something new that is of higher caliber. So to begin, first, let me clear up a, what would you call it? I guess a misconception of the lifestyle community as it relates to price. I said earlier that in general, you, you can expect to spend 30 to $50, $70 around there for a couple's ticket for a standard swingers party. These parties are usually done in a venue, like a warehouse somewhere, um, or in a house. Now that's actually a misconception, a misconception because uh, there are actually swinger clubs that charge way more than that and way more than Boca Negra Club. These swinger clubs are a little bit more, or I should say a lot more private than the standard swingers club. So that's probably why you've never heard of them. Or if you have, you'll be familiar with a few of them that exist. Sanctum, uh, I have respect for. They have been doing this for a few years and, you know, they are rumored to charge up to $2,000 per ticket or at least $2,000 per ticket. Kinky Rabbit Club, which I love. I, I love their branding. Um, I think the founder is great. I think she is, she should be respected and deserves a lot of credit for what she contributed to the lifestyle and beyond. I think she's just overall creating a brand and an environment for people to really explore their fantasies in a, in a fun way. You know, they're, they're rumored to charge around $700. Now, Forgive me if I'm getting any of these numbers wrong. These are just an average price range that are rumored to, to cost for these tickets. But the point is, is that they do cost more. And I think rightly so, because they are giving more. 
You see, I think that perhaps sometimes people have the impression um, that if if they're paying more, that they might be getting uh, sort of scammed in some way. That they're paying more for no reason. Well, not from what I've seen. You know, I, I've been to free parties and it's not exactly ideal. And it's funny because you would think free will attract a lot of people. And what I've seen is sometimes they most of the time, actually, they don't attract a lot of people. So there's less people and there's no really expectations because, hey, you're going for free. I think the same thing goes for even when you pay $60, $30. You go into this venue. There's a lot of people there. I think the goal of, 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 of those clubs, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm not knocking. I, I think that there's a place for them. I think the goal is to have as many people as possible and therefore charge a reasonable price to get most people to come. Kinky Rabbit Club, Sanctum, Boca Negra Club, uh, we all have more strict approval process and there's a lot that goes into it. I, you know, I, I can't speak for the other clubs, but for Boca Negra Club, there's a lot of variables that we consider. Of course, attractiveness is partly it, but you have to know that I understand that attractiveness is, is subjective. I mean, I, someone who I might find unattractive can be totally attractive to someone else. So please don't think that that's definitely the only variable. It has to be carefully measured with others. So we have age range. Same thing when it comes to attractiveness. Just because someone is over 60 doesn't mean that they can't come to the club. Because sometimes someone who's 21 is not necessarily ideal to go to these type of clubs. It just depends. You know, sometimes someone who's 21 can be immature and, you know, and they can cause problems and create an uncomfortable environment at the club. Other times, there's a lot of mature 21 year olds. And it goes all the way down the other side of the spectrum when someone is 60. They can be really mature and offer a lot of value um, from their experience. They can really help others feel comfortable. And look, just because they're 60, it doesn't mean that they are not attractive. Another variable that we consider is location. Um, you know, we typically do our clubs in America and specifically California and Nevada. Um, we're looking to expand to New York and Miami or uh, Florida, I should say. But in other countries, I think we welcome people from other countries, but we're not quite yet ready to expand there. Of course, I'm not going to deny an application that uh, is coming from Paris, for example, but um, location plays a small part in that. But the overall point is that there's other variables that we like to consider. Sometimes we get referrals, and that's usually the best way. And that is sort of a, uh, uh, a secret, I guess not so secret anymore, a secret way to get approval is if you come to someone who's already approved. That will put you in front of the line. 
because that builds trust. We feel like, in theory, if you know someone who has been approved, then you are probably similar to them as far as behavior and temperament and um, attractiveness uh, and age range. All the variables that we like about one couple might be similar to the couple that they invite. Of course, that's just theory. But we have to do our best to try to, you know, increase the probability of a, of a good turnout, a, a good group of people that can conversate and feel comfortable with each other and ultimately create a great experience. This is what I find lacking in clubs that charge a little bit less money. Of course, I think there's pros and cons. I mean, you, you spend less money to go to these clubs, so sometimes it's hit or miss. But you can go again because the price of going to a $30 club, you know, like five times, can't do the math right now. If you go there five times, it still probably wouldn't equal to the amount of going one time to a Bocanegra club event. So I get that there's pros and cons. And again, I'm not knocking the clubs that are that charge less. I, I, I see that they have a place. But because we curate our members and we use a lot of the, the, the money that we make to have a, 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 a nicer house, for instance, to do an open bar. We just started doing open bar, actually, because we found that it would be ultimately better and it would add value to the overall experience. But it costs money, you know. But you know, again, my mindset when it comes to an open bar is that it's less things you have to think about on the day of the event. You don't have to go get liquor. You can. You can bring your own liquor if you'd like. But in general, if you forget to or if you don't have time, it's just one less thing to worry about, especially in L.A. where you have to deal with traffic. It would be nice if you can just dress up and just go, you know, and, and I think that's why we're offering an open bar. And again, this is also similar to other high-end swinger clubs. They also offer open bars. Low-end swinger clubs, uh, they usually just, you know, you bring your own liquor, which, again, there's pros and cons to that, too. So I think there's a lot more that can be said about high-end swinger clubs and their value. Um, the, the last point I would make is another similarity among high-end swinger clubs is that they, they give more. So giving more consists of performances. Performances are really interesting because there's a psychology around parties where, especially these kind of parties, where people have to feel comfortable before they engage. Usually, when you go to a regular party, the theory holds or the psychology remains. If you don't feel comfortable, you're not going to engage. So the trick is, how do you get people to feel comfortable in a room full of strangers? It's very unlikely. Especially in a lifestyle-like environment, although... Some might argue that it's more likely that they'll be willing to engage because at least they all know they're there for a 
common purpose, unlike typical um, party or club. So the performances that we offer helps further make people feel uh, feel comfortable and want to engage. And if they want to engage, it creates an even better time. So think about this. Again, there's a lot more to be said on this subject, but I'll, I'll end shortly. Think about this overall. You know, what you're paying for is a curated at- attendees. So people who match a criteria that we think will be ideal for everyone. Again, we're not necessarily discriminating on attractiveness, age, uh, or anything like that. We are offering less to think about when it comes to liquor. You know, you'll just come and we have a variety of um, options, including wine and champagne, as well as the juice and Red Bull and things like that, that pretty much uh, are just all free, essentially. We offer a better environment. I think this is especially important for the ladies. Uh, you know, when you're in a, when you're in a nice place, um, it just feels better. One thing I didn't I didn't mention was dress code. You know, aside from the high uh, so called the so called high price range. Again, Broken Nigger Club is kind of in the middle between the high end clubs and uh, clubs that don't charge too much. We don't charge as high as others. Uh, but we still charge high as it relates to the standard clubs. But aside from that, we also do the dress code. And so you are required to dress up more. But overall, when you are looking your best and you're in an environment that looks nice and feels good and you're around people who have great personalities, can converse about things naturally about being awkward not saying that everyone isn't awkward some people can be some people can just be awkward for a little while because you know at the end of the day you are in you are in a party and you don't know people and it takes a while to engage but to solve that problem the last point would be is that we also offer performances and these performances are designed to help you feel more comfortable and engage So all these attributes attached to a high-end party ultimately creates a better experience. And this is why I would argue that, sure, you can go to McDonald's and save money and get full, right? You get what you want and you save money. But you can also go to a high-end restaurant and really create a memory. You can take, you know, well... You know, at Boca Negra Club, there there aren't no photos allowed. Um, so I suppose you can take photos afterwards or before, you know. But at, relating to a restaurant, a high-end restaurant, you can take photos there. You're not going to take photos at McDonald's, you know. I mean, you could, you know. Uh, and, and look, and I realize this isn't necessarily a entirely fair comparison. <laughs> and, and I'm certainly not meaning to call the... Um, clubs that charge less the McDonald's of swingers clubs 
It's not that. They, they offer more than the standard clubs and the standard parties that you can otherwise go to. And that's why they're great. And ultimately, they're cheaper than the standard club and party that you would go to um, elsewhere. So they are they do serve a purpose and they are better than the, you know, non swinger clubs, so to speak. But again, there is something to be said about going to a McDonald's like experience, getting what you want there, and then going to a more high end experience. And you're happy to pay that, including tip the the waiter um, or waitress. And you're willing to dress up for that experience. You create memories. And the people that are trying to make this experience for you are thinking about how you feel and how you want to remember your night. That's what we're thinking about. And that's why it costs more because... It costs more to help create those experiences. So that's all for today. The Masquerade 7 is this Saturday. I plan on doing more episodes like this. Um, I don't have a real strict format or structured way of doing these episodes. I kind of just hit record and talk about whatever is on my mind, you know. Um, so I'll give more updates uh, on how this podcast will continue to develop. But for now, I'm just sort of, you know, uh, taking it day by day and just giving sort of, I guess, audio updates and rants maybe about different topics um, or reviews. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what this podcast is going to be about in the future, but I just wanted to get get it started so that we can you know, first of all, hear from the founder himself, me. Um, and so that you can feel a little bit more connected to the club and understand the logic and philosophies behind what we do and why we do it. So until next time, thanks for listening. And I hope to see you at the Masquerade 7.